You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Seminoles win 47-7 against Duquesne. Obviously, first home or sorry first opening victory since 2016 for this team uh this is kind of what i think most of us expected out of this seminal squad for this first game they needed to do this i mean certainly after last year and the experience uh with an fcs team the seminals needed to to plant their foot on this game unfortunately though the seminals did not cover the spread only by two points though so you know, Vegas is always getting it uh, right on the mark. But um, for the Seminoles team, I, I think, you know, the big thing to start out with is, um, like I said, they needed this. They absolutely, um, not only do they need to win this game, they need to win this game in convincing fashion. And I think, you know, this game isn't going to be the game that you look back on it this season and say, we learned so much about this Seminoles team. You know, uh, we saw them beat a tough opponent. That's not what today was about. Today was about understanding the identity of this team, what they're going to be this season. So let's start off with the offense, because I think that's where we can really glean the most from this game. Um, This is going to be a very efficient offense this year. Uh, The Seminole squad is going to be focused so much on running the ball that they don't need Jordan Travis to do what he had to do the last two seasons where you know he would have to be houdini in the backfield having to make a play because his wide receivers couldn't win one-on-one they had so much trouble on the offensive line game to game he would be getting hurt um and obviously there's still that worry with jordan travis that's going to be the biggest thing this year is will he stay healthy if he does this seminoles team should be very good they should be about a seven maybe an eight win team but they have a pretty tough schedule for ACC standards. 
So I, I think when you look at this team overall, looking you know into the future, kind of taking a macro view of this game, uh, this was an important stepping stone to establish this team, right? This team is going to run the hell out of the ball. We, we saw them, I think, finish the game with about 400 yards on the ground. You had obviously the three backs who were just electric in, in, in this game, Lawrence Toe, Philly, Trey Benson, and Trey Sean Ward. Um, they were all awesome. Just looking at the stats over here, uh, both Benson and Ward finished with a better than nine yards per carry. All three of those backs, though, finished with over 100 yards. So, you know, you, you might not get this every week from the Seminoles team. They're not going to quite dominate the ground like that. But I, I think the important thing with the running game that we saw today is that FSU is going to be able to control the tempo of games, right? They're going to be able to, to lean on that running game and only use Jordan Travis's abilities when they really need to. I, I think the thing that I really loved about the passing game today was they didn't ask Jordan Travis to do a ton. They asked him to be efficient. They asked him to take a few shots, which he did a really good job with. We saw a few deep balls from him, one to Johnny Wilson, one to Contron uh, Portier. So I, I think for the Seminoles, you know, establishing this rushing offense, um, they, they need to control games like this moving forward. They need to control the line of scrimmage. They need to control the the clock, really. I, it is all about the clock for the Seminoles because um, I, I'm a little worried about the Seminoles' defense. Not too crazy worried. I, I think, you know, uh, there's not a lot to take away from this game in terms of the defense. Um, but, you know, I, I think – the Seminoles offense just showed how strong they were. And I think they played a lot better than the defense did today. Um, minus some quarterback play from one Tate Rodemaker, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, but, you know, Jordan Travis is the guy this season. This is him, his team. They've built the offense around him. And you like to see this team being able to accomplish a lot on offense without leaning on Jordan. If they can do that, in some more important games against an LSU next week, right? If they can control the ball against LSU, get up early by a score or two, and, and just ask Jordan to be efficient, ask him to make a play here and there, um, that's how this Seminoles team is going to be really successful against higher-level teams, right? They're going to be able to just control the game clock, control the line of scrimmage. And that's the one worry I would say I have right now with the Seminoles squad is controlling the line of scrimmage. There was uh, – there was a play I put out on Twitter, which a lot of LSU fans and Florida fans have been uh, seeming to be putting a lot of attention towards where Trey Benson is in the backfield um, and the the offensive line just completely collapses. And uh, it's, it's ugly, but Trey Benson being as great as he is uh, just showed um, – just showed his ability in that backfield, breaking all those tackles. I, I I really think Trey Benson is going to be the running back one for this team. So let's take a look at this play that I'm talking about with Trey Benson. I mean, obviously the offensive line collapses, but uh, those are the types of plays we saw from Trey Benson this game, just breaking tackles. I, you know, PFF does all this tracking for broken tackles. I'm going to be really curious to see just how many. Uh, Trey Benson finish with I mean this is another one of those runs from Trey Benson where it's like oh 
that guy has him there that guy has him there that guy has him there and that's the first down and i think there's another really really great one from trey right here i i, I was just really impressed by him more than anyone else on this team today i already kind of you know going through spring camp fall camp seeing just how good he has been he's been the running back one in in my mind as long as he gets the carries but to be honest the seminoles team doesn't need a running back one that's not that's not mike norvell's style and i think given the backfield that they have this season that shouldn't be their style right they have toe philly who's great uh in the passing game they, they have benson who's your big fast strong back who can just do everything as a, as a broken tackle machine and then of course Treshawn ward is just so dependable he has great vision he, he is just getting every single yard that he can out of every single play um so i you know this rushing attack is it's going to be a three-headed monster this season it's not just going to be one guy i think there'll be some games where trey benson gets really hot and they just give him 20 25 carries even but um the seminoles team is built to spread the ball around um and not just at running back but at wide receiver as well because you know today um you saw Johnny Wilson go out with that injury right away. That's the one thing that was, um, I don't want to say concerning, but I, I just wonder how much they would have leaned on Johnny Wilson had he not gone into the medical tent after getting that big 51-yard uh, catch. So, you know, I'm assuming they did that out of caution this week. We didn't get any more news about him on the injury front. Um, I know reporters were saying that he was walking on the sideline with his helmet on. Uh, he seemed ready to go, but, you know, given the opponent that they were facing, uh, obviously it was the smart move to make sure you're keeping him healthy for the future. So you don't have to worry about this receiver room. Um, but I, I thought it was really encouraging what we saw from Micah Pittman, you know, he's, he's what I expected him to be, but seeing him out on the field you know, getting those screens, working at the line of scrimmage, that's the kind of stuff we're going to see all season from Micah Pittman as well as Kentron Fortier. I thought, you know, he's a guy, sometimes you would see him flash um, in camp. He'd have plays here and there, then some days he'd disappear maybe a little. But today, obviously, we saw him um, have a few good plays. But they're going to be spreading the, the ball around a lot this year. Um, I'm just going to be curious to see if Johnny Wilson, if, if he is just fully healthy, fully cleared, if he's going to be that go-to guy for Jordan Travis, because that's kind of the one question I have right now, who – who is that guy for the Seminole squad? I, I think there's a few different candidates, obviously Micah, Johnny, uh, even Malik McLean, who had a pretty quiet day today. Um, but I, I, I still think we're find, we're going to find out a lot more about this wide receiver room, especially after this team gets through that just brutal October stretch of three straight games um, against really, really good opponents. So this passing game, um, Jordan was great today. I still want to see more from the wide receivers. So we'll see how that progresses. The offensive line, um, I, I thought early on played a little worse maybe than they were getting credit for. They all, they opened up some big holes for Treshawn Ward, but then, you know, you, you see all the, the Trey Benson highlights. Um, and it wasn't just one. You see him breaking all those tackles on almost every single one of those big plays he had. Uh, the offensive line just collapsed, especially on that goal line first down that he got early on in the game. So, I, you know, 
with this offensive line, they need to get a little more healthy. I'll be curious to see what it actually looks like once they have everyone that they're waiting on right now. Obviously, that center position is kind of um, – I mean, you, you saw today they put Dylan Gibbons in that center. Um, they moved around their entire offensive line to, to cater to that center position. Um, so I, I still think that's a question mark for this team, but it's not a complete, you know, um, loss for this team. This offensive line isn't going to be horrible. I think they have really nice depth. Um, I, I think, you know, the drop off between the, the starters and the backups is, isn't that that big and that's a really good thing for this team because with offensive line play especially last season you know the Seminoles team they had I believe 21 different offensive line combinations that's that's that is from Adam Brown originally he, he was the one who put that out there that you know normally a team like Alabama for example has 10 different starting off or starting not starting but um, just 10 different offensive line combinations throughout the season the Seminoles had more than twice that so you know, if they can stay healthy this season, if they can hold the glue together, um, they should be better because they need that consistency. But the drop off from those first team guys to that, to that second team um, is not as big as it was last year. And I think that's one of those things we saw them just focus on so much. And, and it's really going to pay off this year. Um, but, you know, reviewing the offense overall, Tate Rotomaker is obviously one of the things that um, some fans are probably the most worried about is what happens if Jordan Travis doesn't play. Um, I, I just think you can't, you cannot go to Tate Rotomaker if, if Jordan Travis is down for any extended period of time. We saw today, I mean, he should have had two interceptions. He should have had a pick six. The only reason the Seminoles didn't cover the spread was, in fact, because of what Tate did. You know, this team, it would have been a 47 nothing shutout, most likely, if, if not for that that one play from Tate. So, yeah, um, I think this is a three-win team if George Travis gets hurt, and that's including this one against Duquesne. So um, that's obviously the biggest worry. I think this team will look back and still, you know, even if Jordan plays the entire season, I, I think they'll regret not bringing in that transfer quarterback because you just don't have the quality – um, backup guy, and, and even looking to the future, if Jordan doesn't return to the Seminoles next year, which was kind of you know the hot topic this offseason, it seemed like Jordan was probably in his last year this year um, at FSU. So they needed to to really sure up that offensive or to sure up that backup quarterback room, to sure up the future of the quarterback room at least from a competition standpoint, even if you believe in AJ Duffy and his talent, asking him to start next year off of, off of true freshman season is a really, really tough task. So um, I'm still worried about the backup quarterback position, but obviously, um, you know, if Jordan Travis stays healthy, this team has a really high floor. Um, Jordan, I, I think, has improved so much as a passer this offseason, especially. You know, you saw the two deep balls today that he was particularly good at. Um, but even throughout, you know, camp, spring and fall, we all, you know, the media, we all saw him just improve so much in that intermediate game, layering his passes, making better decisions in terms of when to run, when to pass. Um, so I, I think – you know, the more we see Jordan Travis play this year, the more impressed Seminole fans are going to be by him, especially 
in these games against these really tough opponents, the team, teams like LSU, teams like Clemson, um, in the next six weeks, uh, even in NC State. Um, this is going to be a true test for Jordan, and I think he's going to pass it with flying colors. Um, so that this, you know, this this team is just hinging on Jordan Travis. If he gets hurt, that's that. Um, you know, this I don't want to say season over, but at that point, you might as well not even play Tate because you would really just be trying to get AJ Duffy ready for next year, in my opinion. That would be what you need to get out of this year if Jordan Travis goes down for any reason. Um, but I think the offense played really well today. Obviously, they put up a ton of yards, a ton of points. They were extremely efficient. I just want to see that offensive line play better, you know, against a team like LSU. Uh, some of those runs where Trey Benson was just breaking like five or six tackles on each run, um, that's not going to going to happen against an opponent like the Tigers. So they need to make sure they're more consistent along that offensive line. But shifting over to the defense, um, I, I think it, it's, it's hard to gather a lot from what the defense did today. I thought Jamie Robinson, you know, I already thought he was the best player on this team. But, man, is he a talented guy. They're using him all over the, the, uh, the field. And he just has NFL DB written all over him. He's going to be – really successful in nickel. Um, he's going to be really great deep as a safety. You can use him really all over the field. And a lot of times tonight we saw the Seminoles using three safeties where, you know, they went, they, they had, um, they had uh, one of their starting corners missing the game, right? Um, they, you saw Jerry and Jones come in immediately subbed out after he makes that big mistake and greedy Vance comes in and is a little rough, um, you know, I, I just think the depth that they have at cornerback is a little worrisome. We just didn't see a lot of guys like Sam McCall today or Azaria Thomas. When we did see Azaria Thomas, he did let up a touchdown. But even then, you know, he had that defensive pass interference call on him. I personally didn't think that was defensive pass interference. He was playing a little aggressive, but um, I, I like the talent of those two guys. And if you can get one of those guys to pop, you know, that kind of washes away the worry that I personally have in the secondary where, you know, you saw tonight one of your starting quarterbacks goes down and things did not look as good as I thought they would. Um, along the defensive line, Jared Verse gets his first sack um, tonight. That was that was good for him. Um, I, I think, you know, this defensive line, they just didn't have – an opponent you can really measure them against tonight. I, I thought they were disruptive. You know, I thought they were getting after it. But I've seen this defensive line play against this offensive line all spring, all fall. Um, I, I've I've seen how they can whoop that's the some of those offensive lines ass. Like like they can get after it. So you know this defensive line, we're going to see just how good they are in the next uh, month, month and a half. We're really going to get a good measure on exactly where they are. Um, you know, looking at the rest of the defense, obviously that linebacker unit, there were a few, um, there was one dropped interception. I can't remember which player specifically now, but um, overall they were getting after it. They were, they were tackling well. They were collapse, collapsing on ball carriers well. They were getting after it. Um, so, I, I, you know, we'll see how this defense fares against better opponents, obviously. But this game would have been a shutout if not for Tate Rodemaker. So, um, yeah, I, I think 
we'll learn a lot more about this defense over the next few months. Um, ooh, way too early score prediction for next week. Okay. Gosh, I, I think LSU, you know, the big question with them is obviously what the hell is going on at quarterback. You have the presumed starter retire before he even, he even plays for the Tigers. Um, so I think the Seminoles defense is going to be in a pretty good spot next week. I think it's going to be a lower scoring affair. It's just, you know, where's that Seminoles offense? Does, does Jordan Traps trust Johnny Wilson? Um, how efficient is this run game going to be? If, they, if they're running the ball well, I would say a, a fair early prediction would be Seminoles 27, LSU 17, even LSU 20. Um, but if the Seminoles struggle to, to control the pace of the game, if they struggle to control the line of scrimmage, that's where they can lose this sort of game against LSU. So I, I think they need to make sure they control the, the, um, the run game at the line of scrimmage, make sure they're getting after it uh, along the offensive line. And if, if they can produce a good enough running game, um, Jordan Travis, you know, I don't think he's going to make many big mistakes, even if he makes a mistake. He has so many good chunk plays. So like like tonight, we saw the two huge throws downfield. Um, so he can really make up any mistakes he might make throughout a game. Um, I think this is going to be a close one, though. Um, more realistic, I think Seminoles win 24-20. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU wins this game uh, next week. I wouldn't be surprised if the Seminoles win. It's just going to be a turnover here or there, you know, uh, controlling the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball for both teams. So I, I think if the Seminoles win at the line of scrimmage, they should win that game, even, even with a mistake here and there. Um, so, I, you know, LSU is going to be a better measuring stick for the Seminoles team, obviously against a team like Duquesne. Um, it's just so tough to judge really where they are. Um, but you know, if, if you enjoyed this tonight, make sure you go check out all the work we're doing over at Tomahawk Nation. You can read tons of analysis right now about this game over at Tomahawk Nation. Make sure you check us out on Twitter as well. Um, that'll be it for me today, though. I just wanted to do, to do a quick one of these, obviously, against a team like Duquesne. There's not as much to really go through for this sort of game uh, against a lesser opponent like this. But LSU... LSU week is starting. Uh, it's already started, I guess. So it's going to be really exciting to, to measure the Seminoles up against an SEC team in enemy territory, too. You know, this is a, a neutral site game in, in New Orleans. So obviously more of a home game for LSU. Um, I think it's going to be a great environment. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. So I think Seminole fans should look forward to that. And I'm hoping to get some guests on, you know, just wanted to do a solo one of these tonight. So when you see me next week, I'm probably going to be joined by someone else. So make sure you look for, out for that on my YouTube as well as the Tomahawk Nation Twitter. Um, we'll be live streaming it across a few different platforms. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, enjoy the win, Seminoles. 1-0.